cliffcentral.com On radio On radio More of the good stuff cliffcentral.com This is the new year, as they would put it. Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour. It's our first show of 2017. Good grief, I am flippin' excited to be here. At the beginning of every show, I bring you the relevant news that mainstream media are sharing. It usually consists of... All the bad stuff that we don't want to talk about, which we're not going to be talking about. If you want to get all of that news, you can tune into whatever big media stations. They share those things. Those we guys. don't. Those guys. Um, but, but at the beginning of the show, I sort of give you a, a run-up of where we're going to be going. And, and, mm. and this is no difference, except where we're going is a full year. It's 2017. Yo. So many people spoke about the fact that 2016 was... A bad year. And I get that a lot happened in 2016. I get that you could look at it that way. But I really believe that the more you project that sort of attitude, the more you bring it to life. I said this on Facebook. A woman went for the jugular when I said it because she was like, you're judging people. They let them have a bad year. But no, actually, we create our own realities. We really do. And when you realize that the world is working for you, and not against you, you'll realize that every little piece of your last year was meant to uplift you and build you and give you something that you can learn from. So here's my advice to kick off the show. Take 2016 for what it was. A year of incredible lessons. A year of losses. We all had losses. Mm. But there were also gains. A year that has taught us to be more appreciative and more grateful. A year that has made us better. A year that has prepared us for an even greater new year. With that said, 2016 is done and dusted. So whether you thought it was good or bad, it's over. Goodbye. Bye, boy. Bye. We can say bye to it. And um, and we can focus on the good stuff for 2017, which is what we're all about, yeah? So inspired, so proudly South African, so much of good news. And we have got so much going on today. No bad news here. Kerry and I are going to kick off the show catching up uh, with, you know, what went down. Because we've, we've missed a week, so it's yes. been two weeks, okay? It has been. We've got a little bit to catch up on, so we're going to do that. And then uh, and then we'll be getting into our good news segment. It's the official South Africa's only good news segment where we bring you the top good news trending for the week all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bumper two-hour show again. We've got two know, hours in so studio. Amazing. It's very lacquer. So a um, couple of guests coming on board today. Robbie Kojitson. Yes. Codgerton. I'm going to ask him how to say that. I've known him since I was seven and I still can't say his surname. I think 2017 will be the year that I learn how to pronounce people's surnames. Okay. That's the plan. Is that um, one of, it's on the list? It's on the list. Well, Rob's is going to be coming in. He's our official bucket list guy, goal orientated. He's going to be giving us um, an insight into 2017 and what we can look forward to. He is really that inspirational. He's an international uh, motivational speaker and um, and his life story is flipping incredible. So we're going to be speaking to him as well as Catherine Constantinides. Yay. We love her. Yes. If you don't do. know who she is, where the heck have you been? <laughs> um, what you, rock are you sleeping <laughs> You might know her from Twitter as Change Agent. SA. Yes. She is incredible and she's going to be coming in just to sort of chat about what she has planned for 2017 because she's also quite inspirational. And then we're also going to be phoning my friend Ryan Buerta out in Cape Town. If you guys um, were recently online, you would have seen that over New Year's, and we're really going to get the full story, but over New Year's, Ryan saved someone's life. And in the process, um, he broke his leg 
and his ankle. Yeah. And if you don't know Ryan Boyce, he's a pro uh, footballer. He's like our David Beckham of South Africa. Definitely. So he is. Um, so he's going to be, we're going to be calling him in Cape Town. He's actually in hospital recovering, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to get to speak to him. If you guys want to join the conversation, if you want to get involved with the show, it is as easy as you can tweet us, cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindicue, Kerry Stain. You can send us a message via our official WeChat account, or we've recently just joined the world of the oh, interweb WhatsApps. <laughs> So if you want to directly speak to me and you don't feel like putting it on Twitter and you don't feel like phoning 0861 um see I snuck in the number mm-hmm. there. You can give us a, a WhatsApp message on 079-748-2090. I'm going to say that again. It's 079-748-2090. You can directly message us. It comes up on our screen. We'll be able to see Super it awesome. and we'll be able to chat. So it's that easy. Care, um, yes. in our regular catch-up, what the hell? How's New Year's, man? Happy New Year. Happy, very happy I, I New Year. I can't believe you. it actually. I can't believe it's 2017. Well, I can because but it I is. But I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really have a holiday, so I've just carried on going. I'm um, even me. You tanned though. Look I, at your tan. Did I'm I get jealous. A tan? Yes, you are tanned. What other job do you know where we can go into our office? Because this is I our know. desk. And, and I'm in look shorts. like we're going to the beach. I'm in shorts, flip flops, and a little vestie. And I'm in flip flops and little beach dress. That's because it's summer. Hashtag mm-hmm. that. Hashtag that. So you didn't get much of a holiday. You worked straight no, through. Yeah. It was. Um, well, yeah, I've been doing quite a few things. With work and yes. whatnot. Any charity stuff? Um, just the, obviously the, the Christmas functions and then now getting ready for the, uh, stationary drives. So if anybody wants to help with that, donate towards that. Um, well, you, you must get know, involved. If, if, if this is the first time that you're tuning in, Kerry is constantly doing stuff for charity. She's like literally charity. I can't swear <laughs> on the show today. There's, there's a little girl in studio. My little one is here. Um, so she does charity through and through and throughout the year. She's continuously doing a bunch of good things for South Africa and really helping out. I need to ask you. Yes. And this is, this is something serious. Eh? Okay. That's fine. So <laughs> I have, uh, a cupboard, we'll call it a cupboard, mm-hmm. in my house. Yes. Which I, like I moved into my house four and a half years ago. Yeah. And there was some stuff that I just never got around to unpacking. So it went into the cupboard. Yes. And then like a couple of weeks later, I was like, oh, I'm not going to wear that shirt. So it went into the cupboard. And then there was like a box with like old kitchen stuff. And I was like... That goes into the cupboard too. So it was just stick everything into the cupboard, the stuff that you that don't want. That cupboard. It's that cupboard. It's that cupboard. So now that cupboard is full. Yes, please. But, but here's the deal. <laughs> and, and this is a serious deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this exists. So maybe this is almost a job opportunity yes. for either you or mm-hmm. for someone else mm-hmm. or for our listeners. Here is something that you could possibly do. Okay. I don't want to touch that stuff. I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, and I don't have the effort. So I need someone to come in and take everything. Sure. Just remove it. Awesome. And then they can either use what they can use Mm -hmm. or bin something. Okay, so you don't want to touch it, you don't want to see it. No. It must just go. You know what the problem is? Because you haven't seen it for four years Correct. So if I open a box. If you do, you're going to be like, "Mm." mm, I need that clock. No, you don't. No, you don't. You haven't needed it okay, for four and a half deal. years. Okay, it's a deal. Okay, but 100%. You're going to shake on this. Yes, we're shaking on we're shaking it. We're shaking on it. Okay, shaking. now I'm going to tell you, it's okay. not a cupboard. It's a whole room. Great. That's so exciting. I'm like six months. It's, it's, lit, it's our storeroom. Fabulous. And, and there is so much stuff in there <gasps> that I actually, I just can't. I can't. And I want to convert. I feel like one of those people from one of those shows. 
like porn stars. Yeah. But not porn. <laughs> no, 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 no. Porn. P A W N. Those stars. That one. So, so you'll come in and you'll take it all off my hands. Yes. I won't have to worry about I'm it. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. That's a cool job. Deal. If there's anything dodgy in there, you're not allowed to tweet I it. I won't. I won't. I you promise. You've got to bin it. It's, it's like a doctor confidentiality kind of vibe. Doctor confidentiality. Yeah. I won't tell my friends about that. Uh, <laughs> That dodgy uh, thing I saw. <laughs> uh, and we're changing conversation. So, um, did you make any New Year's resolutions? Um, I don't do resolutions. You don't? No. You don't? Mm-mm. Everything positive. You know, like you put up that jar. That's me. Okay. So, explain the jar okay. because we're on radio, so, right? So, yes. So, if um, you're not familiar with uh, the Good Things Guy, go on to the Good Things Guy. And there's an article there about a jar. Every year, empty the jar on New Year's. But every single day. Not every day. I would say no, no, every no. week. 360. Well, 365. It depends. It depends. So, um, you've got to look at it as, um, if something good or positive happened to you on a particular day, you write it on a piece of paper and you put it into this jar. I call it a blessings and gratitude jar. And you do. So yes. I would, I would say for me, mm-hmm. for me. Yes. What works for me is, is once ev- a week. Is once a week. And like, you write down everything from that week. Well, yeah, on a exactly. Sunday. So you okay. have, you have 52 papers. Yes. There, and those 52 papers go into a jar. And on New Year's, that mm. morning when you wake up on Old Year's Day, the 31st, and you're like around your house and you're busy getting ready for your big New Year's party and everything's mm-hmm. happening, you open up the jar. Yes. And then you just have a Read look at the them. year that was. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, you'll find amazing things. No, it really that is. That year. It's incredible. Just really amazing things that you can be proud of that, that could inspire you. It's, um, and instead of resolutions as well, I mean, you just, just be better than you were the year before. Just be better. Just be better than you were. That's what, that's even what if it's also. just one thing. Just one. Yes, just one thing. Okay, so I want to bring something up as well. Um, New Year's resolutions, the beginning of the year in South Africa is also – so the, the school end of year is yes. uh, November-ish. Mm. But the kids only re- really receive their marks at the beginning of Jan. Yeah. Like the matriculants and yes. stuff. And it's a big deal. It's really a big deal. Like kids are, are going into the real world. Yeah. And, and schools and parents and society puts a lot of pressure – yeah, it's very scary for them. Very scary. So there was a great man. He's still a great man. He's mm-hmm. not he didn't change. But Graham Codrington. Yes, you did that well. A South African author, futurist, strategy consultant, and founding director of a strategic insights firm, has written an open letter to the class of twenty sixteen that I feel everybody needs to hear. Because mm. it's so flipping important. And I'm gonna read it word for word. Verbatim. Do it. Um, this is how it rolls. Today, or no, it was today because it was a couple of days ago. South African school leavers are starting to get their results. Private school today, government schools in the next couple of days. Mm. Parents whose children have excelled academically are posting congratulatory messages. I'm sure I'll do the same when my daughter is at the stage next time, yes. this, this, this time next year. But there is a danger in doing this. If we're using these marks as a proxy for the success Mm. of the education of our children have experienced over the past two decades, education is what remains when you have forgotten the content you learned at school. And that happens pretty quickly, actually. It's sobering to note that the only thing your matric results correlate with are your first year university results. After that, there is no statistical correlation with anything. This is proven in study after study. I'm going off course now, but okay. how much how much trigger, trigonometry have you used since you left school? I've used nothing. 
Um, did they <laughs> did they teach you about taxes in school? Uh, yes, they did. No, they didn't teach me in business economics. Didn't I did. teach me. Yes. Didn't teach me about banking. Yeah, all of those things. Yeah. Anyway. Your matric results have no bearing on what line of work you will end up in, how well you do in university after first year, who you will marry, how well you'll be a parent, what type of person you are, or how happy you'll be in life. So to all matrics who have completed their secondary phase phase of education, Mm. I hope you were educated. I hope your character has been well formed. Whatever marks you got, I hope they open the door you wanted to be opened. And I hope you walk through it confidently and excitedly. And if the door you want is closed, well, find another one. Mm. Or just kick it down anyway. There's a life lesson right there. And regardless of your marks, I hope you know that you are loved and cherished for who you are rather than what you do. Go get the world. It's waiting for you. And your friends... And you and your friends to do something amazing. These results are not the final educator of your worth. And it's That's so amazing. true. It's like there's so much truth that in there. That really is. I am, am 31 years old. Mm. And um, in a couple of days, I'm going to be 32. <laughs> I'd like everybody to put 16th of January in their diaries. Yeah. Just mark it. That's my birthday. That's how we roll. 32. 32. Um, and I'd like to just say that I didn't realize. I didn't realize what I wanted to do mm. or what I wanted to be or what I, I wanted, wanted to do. do and be everything. Was that your thing? <laughs> yeah. So at, at 32, at 32 years old, I'll be 32 yes. in a couple of days In 32 years old. I started a company at the age of 24, yes. which did really well. Mm-hmm. And only when I was about 28, 29, did I realize that I love radio, mm. like passionate about it and radio even. And radio. And um, I'm even more passionate about writing. So I'm, it's a different path, Everything right? has just fallen into place. So you've done your, your entrepreneurship, your little, uh, your little business. It's not so little, actually. So you've done your business. You've opened your business. It's running. It's thriving. And uh, it's now, doing it's, its thing. Now, now you're just having fun. Well, and actually, I've, I've really found... They say you got to do what you love and all that exactly. nonsense. I really, I found what I love, man. Do what you love, love what you do, and you will never work a day in your life. Something like that. Yes. Something like that. Cool, eh? Very, very, very. Now, lucky. speaking about school, on that subject. Yeah. There is a young lady who is crowdfunding for her matric year. Now, let me tell you what happened with this, okay? Okay, go for it. So, um, I have some friends on Facebook, and I mean, these are these are people I've known pretty much my whole life. So they're and like I, real friends. They're not those. They're not those friends that you only have on Facebook. No, I've known them my whole life. They're not imaginary like, friends. No, they're like family. So, um, and this young lady that is crowdfunding for her matric year, I've known since she was um, quite young in primary school, actually. Uh, obviously, she doesn't have. Um, her, her background and her family life is 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 not that great, not as great as what ours. You, you know, um, some people are, some people have it good, and some people don't. So basically, what's happened now for her grade eleven year, because her parents didn't pay her school fees, um, she's in debt of twenty four thousand rand for her school fees of uh the of 2016 which is grade 11 no man they will not release her marks okay they will not release her report until this 24000 rand is paid which means she may or not may may or may not be allowed to go into grade 12 
Okay. It's because she doesn't have her report. She doesn't know. Um, she's, so 2017 for her is very uncertain. So basically what she's doing is she's crowdfunding the 24,000 rand in, um, the, the school fee arrears. And then she's crowdfunding for her 20, I mean, her, um, her grade 12. So her 2017, um, that's that's hectic, man. It's, it's massive. Okay, so what do people so do she if said, they want to? You know what wanna... she said? She said she hasn't come this far to come this far, to only come this far. So um, she's very intelligent. She loves school. She needs to finish school. Okay. And now she's doing it. And now she's doing something. What so, do we What do we do if we want to help? If we want to get there? If we want to be doing something? What do we do? So um, she does have a page. So what we can do is we can share it. Okay. So I don't know if people want to, if I'm going to share it on my page or you're going to share it on your page. Just if you, if you can share it to Twitter, then we'll retweet it from my account and from, um, Cliff, Cliff Central's account. Yes. And we'll just get that out there. So if you want to help in any way. And she's even got some little competitions and stuff going. Okay. But so. I got to say, I got to say, um, it's, that's a seriously hectic story. No, it really is. I don't want to say but because that negates everything. It's a seriously hectic story and. It's not a once-off. No, it's not. A, it's not one person in South Africa. There's loads of these Huge. kids that are that are that are in this situation. Just last night, um, Professor David Bullard, he's on Twitter, um, and he started a crowdfunding campaign. Yes, for I think her name is Ipeling. Mm. Ipeling has got a, a audition. Yes, in France, that's in like middle Jan. And I haven't listened to this clip, so this is going to be the first time for both of us. But okay. um, she put up this clip on on Twitter going, hey, guys, please help me realize my dream. I'm an opera singer. This might go one of two ways. It's either going to be great or it's going to be terrible. Yes. So I'm an opera singer, and I need help in getting to this audition in wow, France. That's amazing. So here goes. Um, Ipeling, we're going to play this, and hopefully we get you some contributions. She's proper. I've got goosebumps. She's proper, man. Wow. How old is she? I don't actually know. Goodness gracious. She must be about 18. I don't know. If you, she's a young opera singer who is just living, loving. She, you can find her on Twitter. Uh, her, How powerful was that? Her voice? Twitter is i p e l e n g underscore q, and she's looking for money to take her to, um, to take her to. And people are paying; they're doing it, man. Good it's crowdfunding. Crowd- well, this crowdfunding as well for hers. They twenty four twenty four percent. They've got twenty four percent left of the way to go to pay for uh, the twenty sixteen school fees. That's insane. Yeah. So they're close. Okay, but school well, starts next week, so I'm going to put it up now. There's there's two things that you could do right now to help make a difference and um and change one thing and just do good things. Really, is is what what this is all about. And I I believe our life should be of service, and 2017 yes. should be of service to other people. Um, not spoken about, not put all over social media, but just doing good for your fellow human counterparts. Um, quick. Quick thing that yes. I want to get into before we get into the the top good news stories. Mm-hmm. So it's 2017 this year, hey? Yes, it is. Even uh, if it rains, I need to hide. You need to look the other way. I'm hiding because you're not allowed to see any of this. I'm not. Okay. So <laughs> in 2017, we're celebrating some music 
Okay. Which is... Um, I'm still not looking. Is that right? You can't look. I'm not looking. Which is 10 years old. What? Decade. Ten, okay. 10 yonks. So 2007. 2007 is where, where that music came out. Yeah. And um, you're going to be blown away by some of these songs. I'm just... It's... Uh, from 2007? From 2007. Like, you'll think it was actually released yesterday. Okay. So, I'm going to... I'll just play them and you can go like, wow. Okay. What, what is that? Where, where did that come from? Bow, bow. 2007. Bow. This is from 2007. Justin yes. Timberlake's Sexy Back. That feels like that came out yesterday. I know, right? Um, Going what, back to my youth. Well... <laughs> It is kind of your youth. Um, there's another and yours. one. We're the same age. Oh, we are. Right? Yes, yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> see, I need to learn how to spell this now because um, I might not be able to play it because my spelling is shocking. But this was also from 10 years ago. A decade. A decade. <gasps> uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, no way. Like, are you joking? Um, yeah, this is Rihanna's uh, umbrella. And also we've turned into a karaoke bar now. Um, this is also from 10 years ago. Nostalgia to the max. Well, this is what I'm saying. The rehab and I say no, no, no. 10 flippin' years ago. Hey. Okay, loving this. Okay, and the last one I'm going to do, last okay, one, okay. is a little bit of um, our Lemonade Girl. <laughs> Yay! Can you believe that it was 10 years ago that no, those songs I came cannot. out? I cannot believe it. Are you joking? What? Are you joking? That's so super cool, though. Super cool. Well, we're not going to be playing stuff from 10 years ago. Aww. We're living in 2017 now and celebrating good things. This is a South African guy who news. we can just uh, be thankful for. Man, oh man, I love you still. We are you tuned in to the good stuff on Cliff Central. And... Um, Every week, we bring you just good stuff happening in South Africa, the good news, those inspirational stories of good things happening in South Africa and the world. Um, and this week is no different, except we're going to shift it all around and we're going to change them up a little bit. Kerry, what do we have at number, actually one, which we're going to call in number five? <laughs> yes. Former South African footballer spent New Year's Day in hospital after saving a man's life. So we brought this up when we started the show, Ryan Wurtz. Yes. He's been on the show before. Um on New Year's Eve, something happened. He jumped five meters to save someone. Um, we're going to get the story from him exactly. He's lying in hospital in Cape Town. Ryan, how's it going? Are you there, Ryan? Yeah, I'm here, man. How are you? Right? Fantastic. Sorry, we just had a little bit of a technical issue there. Um, it's great to have you on the good stuff. Welcome, man. What exactly Thanks happened on New Year's Eve, bro? Jeez, man. Um, well, you know, it was pretty early still. The sun was going down. It was about 8 o'clock in Cape Town. Um, we were all in the pool. Um, no one's getting really fed. It was meant to be quite a chill day. We had, we had Pasha on New Year's, Eve, on New Year's Day. Mm. So no one was really partying too hard. It was just more to see the New Year's in. Yeah. And um, this, this guy happened to, to just slip um, off the, the, the pool edge. And he fell about 10 meters, about three stories. Um, and if I can do CPR being a trainer, you know, we couldn't see if he was breathing. Or not, so I, was, I made a choice just to jump to try and get him to uh, get him CPR. So I jumped knowing I hurt myself. To be honest, I didn't think I hurt myself so badly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I landed, you know, I called across to him, um, said blood was breathing, realized he was checking his blood, uh, just tilted him to the side to get the blood flow from his Jeez. mouth away. 
Um, but I just, I just need to ask. So, so when you jumped, you actually had hurt yourself, but you carried on trying to. I think it was the adrenaline as well. I broke my ankle badly. I mean, my leg just blew up, and my was it was almost bone piercing my leg. It was quite terrible. Um, but I, I, I knew that would happen. I just um, didn't really think about that until I got to him first. Then once um, paramedics came to help him, I didn't focus on my leg, which was quite bad. And and he's okay. Is he stable? Is he in hospital? What's he's stable now. He's stable. It's quite a miracle, actually. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna fracture your skull, you want to do it like he's done it. He's got wow. no major damage. Um, he's he's gonna pull through amazingly. Um, you know, they said he had to take an extra, a few more minutes. He might have actually drowned on his blood. So I suppose the jump was worth it. Well, of course um, it was. You, I mean, literally, yeah. the the story started trending on social media, and I was like, "That's that's our first hero of 2017." 2017. <laughs> and I can, I'm, I've met you. I know you. Um, you've been on the show. You're not even that guy. Like, you're not looking for any acknowledgement. No. You, no, you would I have just done it to. To be honest, yeah, um, it's actually been a bit overwhelming. <laughs> to be fair, um. Yeah, I've just been lying and my faith has been going crazy in my Twitter and I didn't really know what was going on. Um, so yeah, it's been quite overwhelming to be honest. Okay, well, well, thanks Amol well for, for just doing, your, being you and just yes. doing what you did. And if yeah. I'm ever going to have a party, I'm inviting you just in case. Know, right, just, <laughs> have, you're, you're, just have that guy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Ryan, we hope you get better soon, bud. Thanks guys, I really appreciate it. Thank Cheers, you for bye. bye. Take care, ciao, bye-bye. How rad. That is super awesome. Would you, know? you do the same? I don't know. I mean, it's a hypothetical situation, so well, you can't actually... Well, first of all, do you know how to do CPR? Yes. Okay. So And then, you know all that basic first aid stuff? Well, I, I mean, I guess I would. Okay, you know what? This is everybody... It has to be on everybody's list for 2017. You need to go and learn how to do CPR, basic first aid, um, because you actually never know when you're going to be in a situation like that and when you can help somebody that is actually it's an emergency there was a story that went live yesterday as well um, mm. about a, a guy from Pine Town yes uh, four mates all swimming in the pool having a jola ama jola time everything's lacquer and don't know what happened don't know what the full story is but the one guy like went under yes and he didn't come back up mm. and these three guys had to kick into gear to help him yeah. Literally lift him out. Um, what is it? Put him on his side so the water can come out. There's like this whole thing that you yes, need to do a, that like people don't know. Yeah. So it's important for us to learn these Drowning, things. Drowning, CPR, choking. Everybody needs to know. So you, you actually, it needs to be something you have to do for 2017. A hundred percent. And if you, I mean, if you are behind, so obviously it has to be, it has to be done every five years. So it needs to be refreshed. So if you haven't done it in the last five years, go and do it again. So 2017 is your year to learn CPR. Ryan Buerta, you are inspiration. That story is going to go up online so you can read it and make his Twitter and Facebook go even more crazy. <laughs> what is our next story? Elephant calmly asks for help after living with infected bullet lodged in skull. So breathtaking movement caught on camera of an elephant who is suspected to have been shot by poachers asking vets for help. So apparently yes. the, the poachers try to kill the elephant, yes. but they didn't have a great aim. No, and they believe they shot him twice as well. Really? In the One in the shoulder and one in the, one in the head. And that bullet uh, went above what what is known as a kill shot. Yes. So if it had gone in the right place. A couple place, of centimeters short. The poor little Ellie would have. Um, He's 25 years old. Well, then the old Ellie yes. would have been poached. <laughs> but instead, it, um, the bullet got lodged in his skull. Yeah. 
and uh, and this elephant was living with like an infected yes. bullet, and he went up to these game rangers, mm-hmm. and the game rangers were actually vets. Yes, and it all just turned out to be a flipping amazing story. I know, and he basically went and he, uh, there's a video and everything. He basically asked them for help. And then they saved him. And not even, I mean, he wasn't even aggressive or anything about it. He was just like, I got something in my head, mom. But it's so true. Like with elephants and stuff, that's exactly, I mean, they're very, very, very intelligent. They're very intelligent animals. And they know, they know when something's wrong. Well, they're clever. I'm, I'm just saying, any animal that's been shot in the head is going to know that something's not lacquer. Wow. Well, so off he went and he got saved. It's, and it's about an amazing what they video. do about it, you know. It's an amazing video. It really is quite spectacular. Yes. Uh, what do we have? I'll call it number three. Disabled homeless Capetonian artist keeps a blog with a hope for humanity. This is technology in mm, action. Yes. Technology in action. This this artist. She's thirty one. She's thirty one. Yes. She lives in the Cape Town um, Company East Gardens. Cape, yeah. And. Uh, she she doesn't have a house. No, she, she doesn't lives in the in the gardens. In the gardens, yeah. Uh, doesn't have a house. She mm-hmm. is passionate about art, and she has a flipping blog. She's got a blog. She calls herself um, obviously Chuma uh, Sudaka. Uh, I think I'm saying I'm saying it the right way, but in English, it, in because that's causa. In English, it means dirty blossom. Dirty blossom. Dirty dirty blossom. And she keeps this blog and, and the whole blog is very inspirational. So it's yes. not really, it doesn't have that, uh, I'm homeless and help me. No it's ways. inspirational. Exactly. Like, and same as her art. Her art is happy. Wowzers. Her art is happy and her blog is happy. Very cool. We're going to put that up online so you guys can go get in touch and maybe buy some of her art because her art is really cool as well. Go there. Go there to, to her hope. What do we have at number three? Young refugee successfully completes Robin Island swim for charity. So a young man who fled war-torn Congo on foot to look for freedom in Cape Town, South Africa, has undertaken to swim around Robin Island to raise funds for Lifeline Western Cape. How incredible. Around Robin Island. Yes. So he's swimming in the cold, 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 shark-infested water around freezing. Robin Island. Yes, that's it. That's for Lifeline. Incredible. Yes. So, um, in 2012, he fled Congo on foot, traveling through five countries before arriving in South Africa, finding safety and refuge in the homestead local shelter. The young refugee decided to focus his energies on learning to swim and completing his dream of swimming from Robin Island to shore. How amazing. Jesus. For Lifeline. What is Lifeline? Lifeline um, basically is a, um, you can phone into Lifeline. So if you are suicidal, um, you have um, problems, uh, you are emotional, you're having family problems, basically what you would speak to your therapist about. You can phone Lifeline. And Lifeline will basically counsel you over the telephone. And then um, if there is a Lifeline in your area, they will also, um, they will direct you to the, to the actual institution so that they can help you um, personally. Because they do have counselors and a lot of the counselors that work at Lifeline, um, they volunteer there. So, um, well, that's a really good cause that he's doing it for. Yes, definitely. And I like the fact that he's going around Robben Island and, and doing something, you know, for good. No, I think it's amazing. And he didn't know how to swim in 2012. 
So that's a full on story. We want you guys to go online to uh, Twitter and we're going to put it up there so you can read it. Yes. What is our next one? What do we have? Number two. This is our last one, actually, because we've already spoken to Ryan. Oh, right. <laughs> Grieving Durban student achieves six distinctions in honor of his mother. Man alive. What a sad, sad story. So Josh Gray lost his mother to cancer while, she w- while he was midway through his final matric exams while not only... Um, but not only did the 18-year-old complete his exams, he achieved six distinctions. So this kid, I mean, I've seen, you You get to see stories, right? Yes. And when, when there's kids around you and, and, and whatever, and they speak about their marks and their mm. exams and how life is tough and, ah, oh, I can't study and what, 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 what. This kid. I take my hat off to him. In the middle of the year. His mom got diagnosed with what they thought was stage one esophagus cancer. Yes. And I, I don't understand the stages. I don't, I don't know much about it, but the stage one apparently was treatable mm. with radiation, with, uh, with all of these things, chemotherapy. They were able to assist her. They believed. Yeah. Then as time went by and they, and I'm talking time as in weeks. Quick. As quick. As weeks went by, they realized that it wasn't stage one. It was actually stage four and it was not just her esophagus. It was in other places. Aggressive. It, it was, was aggressive. Fully aggressive. Fully aggressive. So he's in his matric year and he's, he's focused on his studies and all of these oh, things happening. Goosebumps. And his mom is really sick and she's in and out of hospital and he's just trying to get on and do what he needs to do. And, um, and the one day his, his dad got a phone call that they need to get to the hospital immediately. And his dad's Stuart, they, they got into the car and they rushed to the hospital. And he spent the last hour with his mom mm. before she passed away in yeah. the middle of his, his exams. exams. Any other kid would have thrown in the towel and gone, I can't do it. I'll sort it out next year. Yeah. Like we can redo these exams. This is important. And instead, he went into his exams. He was studying for English when he mm. got the phone call and he had written like a couple of exams. Yeah. He went into his exams and every single exam from that point, he drew a little symbol for his mom on each paper because he was doing it for his mom. I'm finished. And he got six distinctions. Six distinctions. He then, his mom was a nurse yes. as well. His mom was a nurse. He now wants to go study medicine at UCT in honor of his mother. Fantastic. And, and hopefully to work on research and awareness for cancer. cancer. Like his story. He still Disney. said in the interview, he was like, I, I can now deal with it. After I'd written my exams, I realized that I could then deal with the emotional side. Yes. But the reality is he needed to do it to keep his mind off of it and also for his mother. Yes. I've been in a situation like that. It's not easy. I was, I was nine months pregnant with this little pumpkin over here. Yes. And, uh, my She's not talking about a pumpkin. There's actually a little girl in studio. <laughs> she's busy drawing and putting stickers on your books and she's very busy. She's very busy. <laughs> she's very busy. I was pregnant and my aunt was diagnosed with, uh, stage four breast cancer. So she basically lived for, uh, six months of my pregnancy and we, ba- we looked after her during that time and, uh, it was really, really hectic and it's not easy. So what he went through during that stage, I really, 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 I resonate and I take my hat off to him because he had a huge responsibility. And now, I mean, Josh, what you're saying. Yes, Josh. Yeah. So now what he's doing with that is amazing. It's incredible. That's incredible. Those are our top five good news stories of the week. Mm-hmm. We're going to put them up online so that you can read them, watch the videos, see the stories, maybe listen to the music that comes with it. All of those great things that come with the good news <laughs> stories. Before um, we bring Robbie in. 
because I want to get some inspiration from everybody that's at Cliff Central today. We've got uh, Nocturnal Wenchy that's in studio. She's just been sitting here patiently listening um, to what's going on. Wench, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really, really good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and thank you for letting me sit in on your show today. Man, oh man. she's a, a pleasure. She, uh, uh, so we're, we're not going to give anything away, but Wench, um, Wench is very... Well known in South Africa. That and sounds if, ever so impressive. I don't think so, but anyway. No, one never does anyway. The, the only reason that I know you is A, because of your fabulous purple hair. Yes. <laughs> and B, because of social media. Your fabulous personality. That's, Thank you, Kerry. That's how we met is social media. I mean, yeah. you are uh, alive and kicking on social media and, and that's where we sort of found you. And we're not going to say why you're here. You're just sort of listening in, taking Yeah, notes. I'm just taking she's, a bit of a back step. Yeah. When she is our adjudicator today. So <laughs> after, after the show, she's going to tell us if we're doing a good job or not. Five stars. Five well, so stars far, definitely way. not ten stars. Definitely. If this was Uber, you know what we should do? Cliff Central should be like Uber. When you finished with the show, <laughs> yeah, you should rate that's it. That's a good idea. Uh, Gareth, okay. Rina, how's that for a. Yes, uh, that's so unradio, because we can. Because we, we can. Yeah. We Absolutely. Can. You idea. can do anything you want to do. That's an idea. Tell me, inspiration stuff, what, what, what do we have to look forward to in your books in 2017? You know, um, I'm a little bit with the people who didn't have an awesome 2016. It was very challenging, but it had a lot of glitter and good moments in it. And 2017, of course, is an empty page altogether. So look where I am today. I'm sitting here with you guys, listening to all the good stuff. This is how I'm kicking off my hair. So how... How do you not have fabulous times after that? Yo, how does it not get better? How does it not get better? Um, I'm really excited. My daughter's in matric this year. Um, and my stepdaughter's starting school this year. So we're having a bit of a full on cycle there. And I'm just, I'm just really thrilled. Um, my kids are doing well. I'm doing well. And, and your blog and all. So when she, I mean, I said it, she's huge on social media. She has a blog that a lot of people follow. Um, she's very active on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you really, if you want to get interaction, for, sometimes there's, there's, Influencers that only will influence when a brand pays them. So literally, yeah, it's that's like not me. it's like you see Schweppes and then you see uh, Channel Twenty Four and then like it just it, it's just brand, 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 brand. Mm. You interact. You're like, hey, how's your morning? How's this? You know, going? for me, I have a hashtag Wenchitude. Okay, Wenchit with attitude. And Wenchitude is all about that. authenticity. And when I say good morning, I would like somebody to answer me back. Um, I try really hard on, on, on social media overall, especially Twitter, to keep it South African, eh? Um, because I'm very proudly South African and the people around me, if I'm doing something, promoting something, needs to be South African in, for the most part. I'm not in it for, for the promotion, however. I, I really like to talk. <laughs> I talk a lot And I write a lot Like you, I have a great passion for writing And I've been writing since I was very little um, I don't publish everything I write But I write every single day So writing is huge for me And I find that to be inspirational um, Like Lifeline Those people are incredible yes. um, SADAG, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group I write for them um, But you, you've, you're also very open about I am very open and you know what? That is, that is a good thing in itself. I've had, I am bipolar. Um, I'm a, what I call a responsible <laughs> mentally ill person. Yeah, that's <laughs> Meaning amazing. I take my medication and I am responsible for what I do. I don't, um, blame 
you know, what I have on what I do. So writing about it openly has given other people the opportunity to maybe go out there and be open about it themselves. I received an email from a lady who said to me that for five years she's been buying her medication cash sure. so that her husband did not know that she was diagnosed as bipolar. That because medication is ridiculously expensive. It's, it's because of the stigma, right? Exactly, because yeah. she's going to think I'm crazy. So I've been, I've been lying and, you know, keeping this money. And she thanked me for being open about it because it inspired her to actually go to him and say, this is what's happening, and of, and he, of course, supported her and loved her, and you know, life. She just felt so much freer being open about it. So for me, that is a great thing. If people can be more accepting, I have a. I agree. That stigma needs to go. I mean, if if you if I've said this to my friend Jersey Style quite often, if you had diabetes, you would get help. What is the difference between diabetes and being anxious or depressed? There is help. So, um, yeah, I'm, I support Lifeline <laughs> quite uh, excellent work. And it's, that is a way to kick off 2017. And it's a message from Wenchy with her Wenchy Tude is that um, don't be embarrassed of anything, man. Own, own your everything. And if you're going through some sort of bipolar, whatever, or you have some sort of mental um, mental. What would you call it? A prognosis? Yes, absolutely. A diagnosis? Go for it. Own it. Yes, it's part of who it makes you who you are. Um, absolutely. There, there, there's, there's nothing there's, wrong with you. There, no, in the biggest scheme of things, there is nothing wrong with you. It's part of who you are. If exactly. I was missing a limb... I was missing a limb. That would still be part of me. A hundred percent. We're going to bring Wenchi in a little bit again. Uh, I want to get Robbie in here so that we can chat a little bit about 2017 and what we have planned. You've tuned into the good stuff on Clip Central. You're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. It's uh, Cliff Central's very own happy hour where we bring you good news, inspirational stories. We're heading into hour two because um, that's how we roll, okay? Yep, and, two uh, hours, and now would be the time that we would normally start. Hey, look at you with your clockwork. Yeah. Clockwork makes the dream We'd work. We'd be starting now, um, and I, we're not. We're going into our second hour. So I'm going to be honest with everybody listening. Okay, you do that. I have no idea what day it is. I have no idea what time it is. The holidays have literally just bowled me over. I have no clue. Okay, so it is the 3rd of January, 2017. It is 10 to 10 in the morning, and it, it is a Tuesday, and uh, it's January. So, I mean, we can, we can... And it's really hot outside, and there's still a drought, so um, don't water your gardens now. We can get... We can, <laughs> yeah, Kerry is still on the water wires. Um, do not water your gardens. I must tell you, so I don't have a New Year's resolution per se. I haven't done anything, and you're saying it's the 3rd of January, so I feel like I need yes. to open up about this. Okay. But my aim for 2017 is to be healthier in all facets of my life. Be a better you. So be better, mm. be better. Um, what I decided to do, you know, like I've done it in the past and, and some people are religious about it Yes. and I have seemed to waver a little bit, but um, no meat Monday. Okay. Right. So no Didn't meat on a Monday. Did you start that last year as well? I tried it. Yes, you I tried, tried it. it. But no meat Monday, um, no booze weekdays, we're taking a photo. Yay, selfie time. Selfies on a Tuesday. No, so like just be healthier. So And sugar and all of that. Well, I've already given up sugar, dairy, and wheat. So like yes. what else can I cut out in my life? You know wow. what I'm saying? So I, I decided that no meat Monday is a real deal. It's mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah. 
And um, I do not want to touch any alcohol in the week. So if it's your birthday and it's a Wednesday and you're throwing a party, you're going to be on the H2O. I'll be designated Dan. I don't mind. I just feel that 2017 wants to be a bit of a healthier year. And I decided this like last week when I was sitting, you know, it's introspect and you sort of, what am I going to do next year? I've got goals. I've got super goals. And sorry, Rob's is sitting here. We're going to switch his mic on a sec. I've got super goals. So there's mm. great things that I want to do, but um, with with Good Things Guy and Cliff Central and great things that we're building on. Overall. And there's a plan in place. It's architecture by design. Everything's there. Yes. Right? But the health thing is something that I thought it really is something that I can kick into, into bigger gear. A little bit more gym, a little bit more cycling, all of those things. Then on the 1st of Jan, I woke up with a little bit of a hangover. Oh, dear. So did most of the world, I think, because everybody sort of has a big party on New Year's. And I woke up and I was like, cool, I'm kicking off my healthy day. Um, I, what I, I feel f- like poo. Well, what I think I should do <laughs> in order to document the health, because yes. it's all about a plan, a goal, an architecture of what you're going to be doing. Not architecture of a house, architecture no, of your plan. your life. Um, is, is weigh myself. Okay. Because that's what you do when you're going to get healthier. I'm looking at you up and down. I cried a little bit. Really? I may have sobbed. Ugh, no. Then I, I, I may have I'm gone in the fetal position and just laid And just there. rocked yourself. Just rocked myself. Um, December was good to me. Uh, good. So was the food. Like eight kilograms And the good. booze. Eight kilograms Oh, good. nonsense. For realsies. No, I don't believe you. For realsies. But you look pretty good in those shorts and that High vest. five. Thanks for that. No problem. But now this is where the story... Something is lying to you. This is where the story gets interesting. Something is lying. So, two days, no bad food. Yes. No meat, sticking to vegetables and salads and fruit. Mm-hmm. No alcohol. Okay. And I'm two and a half kilograms down. What? Half five what? again. I'm telling you, if you, if you live but healthy, that's what, the, saying, um, that's what the personal trainers and stuff say, that it's like 80% of what you eat and 10% of actual training. Do you drink water? A lot. Okay. Well, that's good. That's very important. I drink like, that's probably four, five what was happening anyway on New Year's when you weighed yourself. It was probably water retention. You know, buddy's like, I, I wouldn't call that water retention. That was I like don't know. That's retention. like food and food retention. Tequila retention. <laughs> The food is like, yes, I'm staying for 2017. Packets of crisps. No, we've left that food behind. Okay. The fat is now gone. Yes. And I will continue my aim to being fit and happy. Just saying. And healthy. All right. So I've kept you long enough. We've got Robbie in studio. Robs, it's great to have you back on The Good Stuff. It's awesome to be here. Thanks, Brent. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, You've been on the show before. You actually just cucked me out because you told me that you haven't, you weren't here for the whole of 2016. (laughs) We're actually trying I to work out. out, but yes, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. So, Robs, um, it's obvious to me, it's obvious to me that one of the first guests that I want on my show in 2017 is you. Uh, I've known you as that bucket list guy. We're all about yep. goals. We're all about going for it. We're all about doing good. Um, but for some of our listeners that are, that are tuning in right now and they're like, what? Who is this oak? Brent can't pronounce his surname. What the hell's going on? Uh, who the hell are you? Give us a little bit of a snapshot. <laughs> uh, um, nothing like being on the spot. How's it? Um, world. <laughs> I'm Robbie. Um, I know Brent. How embarrassing is this? From Boy Scouts. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Khaki shorts, long socks. But those days are past and we've moved on to bigger, better things. I'm Robbie Coyetin. 
if you can't say your surname, just say it the way my mom says it. Kuyetzen. Kuyetzen. There we go. Kuyetzen. And um, yeah, I um, work with people to help them get in touch with doing more of what makes them happy. Because in the whole hustle bustle, we all get a little bit confused and lose the way and it's not supposed to be that hard. No, and, and you're here to sort of autocorrect, course correct. Yeah. Um, your story, many years ago, you were rock climbing. Yes. Yes, because he climbs things. If you put a wall in front of this man or a mountain, he's bound to climb it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's the plan. And when you, when you, when you were a little bit younger, um, you were, I think you were, you, you weren't on a mountain. You were actually on a rock, like climbing wall. I was in an indoor climbing gym. How embarrassing is that? An indoor climbing gym. Mm. I feel like I'm telling the story for you. And That's you were okay. busy climbing and then something happened, right? Yeah. I, I, I jumped. I got to the top. Well, not to the top. I was about three meters off the ground. Jumped onto the safety mat and there was a split in the mat and I went <gasps> toes down and yeah. You know, they say you can never touch your elbow no matter how hard you try. You tried. With brute force and ignorance, you can get your heels to touch your calf muscles. Wow. Um, yeah. So I had a bit of a fall. I jumped off a wall, landed in a wheelchair for a year. And if you want, yeah, you want people to, you know what? You don't know what you've got till it's gone. I realized what was gone. Did you, did you break your back? What did you break? No, exactly? I broke everything from my knees down. Oh my word. Yeah. And both, both ankles, both sides, talus bone, yeah, the works. It was a bit of a mess, a bit of a Kellogg's fracture when it looks like a bowl of cornflakes in the x-rays. Goodness. Um, but yeah, not that bad, but, uh, I spent a year in the wheelchair and with that time I got to, I had a childhood dream of climbing Mount Everest and it reached a point where it was really, really bad and I was, also not in the, the greatest state of mind And I realized I could either die here Or use Everest to Start rebuilding a life And three years later I got to the top Wow! Yeah, it was a reason to get out of bed in the morning Rob, the, the, when all of that went down The doctors, um, what was their prognosis? Were they like, you are, you're going to be okay But it's going to take like 10 years Sorry or did they you. Did they go, this this is it boy The, the prognosis was horrible the, the doctor was a Polish guy And um, he said you're going to walk funny and he was kind of right. Yeah. You, you can't climb and you can't run. And you can imagine what the word can't sounds like coming from a Polish guy. Uh, I wasn't so happy. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just a, a challenge. You want some, you, you know, with kids, you yes. want something done, tell them they can't do it. I know, right? And, um, yeah, that was just, it just lit a fire. The force and, of nature kicks yeah. in. How old were you when, when all that went down? 28. 28. Yeah. 28. So Ten years ago Yeah, ten years ago um, Yeah, and three years later I climbed Everest And then I also I entered Ironman in 2011 Just because I was still not so sure on that you can't run thing So uh, yeah, entered it just to maybe piss hey, the doc, doctors off Hey doc, can't this Yeah, That's hey, doc, can't run um, yeah. So you, I mean you've done all of these things Everest, is it hectic? I've seen the movie it's, it's, yeah, you know what? Everyone thinks, oh, wow, it's that hectic. It's, the TV's not that accurate. It's a little bit worse. Um, <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's three months of your life living at the base of the mountain. You face the weather. You face th those sorts of conditions. And it, that, what gave me chills was that movie is so accurate. People ask me what I thought of the movie. The only mistake I could find was that one of the guys in the movie had gloves that were only designed two years after that actually happened. Oh, so that's the only sort of. Oh, other wow. than that, it is like smack bang on the money. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch that movie. You I haven't got seen you. it. You've so got I you. I watched Everest um, after I climbed Killian, and they're nowhere like. They are nowhere like. And I'm going to tell you a story about Uphill Rob's. and cold is pretty similar. Rob's, myself, and Killy. But um, after I, I climbed Kilimanjaro and I got back, and for me, uh, he has this oak that is um, never climbed a mountain before, 
never wanted to climb a mountain before that I knew of. So it was, it was never there. And someone had said to me, here's the opportunity. You can do it for charity. It's all of these great things. Would you, could you? And, and there was a fire that, that was lit in me. And I was like, yes. So I trained a little bit. I got ready for it. And again, Kilimanjaro doesn't even compare to what you went through on Everest. It's a little hill compared, right? It's a week of your life, but it's still a challenge. Don't, don't write that off. It's still it a was, massive it, challenge. It was a huge challenge. And, um, and for me, it was an incredibly emotional challenge. So going through all of the different emotions, you spend a lot of time in your own head, a lot of time in your own head. Guys, winter makes me emotional. So what you guys went through. It uh, was, it was officially the first time I'd ever really seen snow. So there were all these like bucket lists. And when I got back, uh, well, before I left, I went and saw Robbie and we just had a coffee and chatted. And I think you gave me like, uh, pants or like, yeah, you, cause you got all the kits. Yeah, you, yeah. you got all the gear. And then we don't, some. we don't call it kid. It's not soccer. Yeah. Um, so you gave me some of the gear and, uh, you gave me a, a rock. Mm-hmm. It was a piece of Kilimanjaro and you gave it to me and you said to me, what did you say to me? Well, it, it's a, it's a bit of a tradition we started because it's actually, I hope there's no one in the law listening. Uh, it's illegal to remove stuff from the mountain. So I brought a, a rock back and I said I would only give it back to somebody who I think could put it back where it came from. And so I gave How it to Brent. How awesome is that? Yeah. And then I put it back from where it came from and I picked up another one. Uh oh. Which we're not going to tell anybody. I put it okay. back as well. Okay. It's a good, maybe it's a good April Fool's joke. Ha, here's a rock. Guess what you got to do? <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. It was. Remind it, me not to be here then. The, yeah. <laughs> the whole sort of thing was, um, motivation. It was a goal. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the top. Yeah. Your boy, did I cry? <laughs> there's, there's, there's three peaks, right? For yeah. Ki- for Kili. And that first one you get to, I was like, yes, I've yeah. made it. And they were like, no. I'm king of the world. No. You got to still walk for an hour or whatever it and is. And then is that and when you cried? Cried for a full hour. Okay. Yeah. Cried for a full hour. It was just, I was tired. It was six days. It was like, I was just done. That's one done. of the biggest challenges with a mountain like that. People go, okay, is it like comrades? And comrades, you have a hard day out. Yes, it's incredibly tough. Um, and you go home and you can have a shower and you can sleep late the next day. On Not Kili, you so have a hard day. Shame. You get up tomorrow and you have another hard day. And you do that like a number of times in a row. And yeah, it's, it's just, there's no eject button. So there's a lot of learning that happens. But you have survived and you've, uh, you've now got stories to tell and Absolutely. you've become a storyteller. You're an international yes. speaker. Yeah. You get up on stage, you motivate people. And I see every couple of weeks you're in another, um, uh, whatever the store is, Cape, Cape Union Mart. Cape Union Mart. Yeah. And you're giving talks on climbing mountains and getting people prepped. You do, um, the big talks with corporates. You're flying all around the world. Um, I mean, that, was that always your life path? Not at all. I, I left school and studied graphic design because I wanted to sit behind an Apple Macintosh for the rest of my life selling dog food. Um, no. You can hear the excitement <laughs> in his voice. Yeah, and, and when my accident How times happened. have changed. Absolutely. I mean, I, I became a freelance advertising art director copywriter because my leave forms just – there was too many that I needed because I did enjoy climbing. And um, then my accident happened. And I realized I had an amazing story and yes. now I had a platform and a responsibility to tell it. And if I can get someone else to get their bum off the couch because of what I went through, then geez, I've got to do that. I can't just let that fly by. Can't go back and, you know, make posters for casinos or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And well, you can in your not so spare time. Yeah. In my spare time. You, you speak of spare time and storytelling. I've just finished my book. 
And yes, that we, took you long enough. It did. It took six your years first to write. Book. Yeah, your first book. absolutely. Yeah, it's called Left Foot, Right Foot. Um, a year ago, I had twenty-five thousand words written down, little bits and pieces along the way, stories, and I knitted it all together. And now it's ninety-three thousand words. And what? Jeepers. Yeah, it's going to be a three hundred page, brilliant book. Have we got a publisher? Is everything in motion? It's all. Pages. It's all in motion. It's ready to go. The covers are pretty much finalized. It's. It's my baby and I, I love it to pieces. And I'm excited because I, I want to read from start to finish what you have to say. Awesome. I've, I've been to your talks before. Your storytelling is epic. And that's, that's what Thank life you. is about, right? Yeah. You can, you can come up with technology and you can, uh, there's, there's all sorts of things that are moving rapidly past us. But the one constant human communication is storytelling. storytelling. And we do, even if you look on Facebook or, or on Wenchi's blog, it's storytelling. It's, it's, yeah. it's us telling a story and yes. people listening. And you do that fantastically on stage. Oh, thanks, Brent. I've been there. Checks in the mail. Um, <laughs> wow. No, definitely. You'll, you'll have a printed copy hopefully by the end of the month. Man. That's how close that we are. Is it so is so exciting. exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. I spent, uh, I spent this holiday. I read three of my mates' books. Yes. Gareth Cliff. Yes. Nice. With Cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, Richard Mulholland with his book, mm. uh, Legacide. Mm. And, and Don Packett. So he's just, he's so funny. Don Packett wrote a, a, a story about a person who's in a coma, but they're actually still, it's a comedy. They're still awake and they're lying in, in the hospital bed and the family around them are deciding whether to pull the plug or not. It is hilarious. It's just the, the whole sort of you interaction of them amazing. listening. Um, and I got to read three of my mates' books over this holiday, That's and I'm excited brilliant. to read yours now. Absolutely. I'm excited so to get it onto the shelves. Though. It's so important. Jeepers. Okay, so I brought you in. Now we know who you are. We know yeah, what you're cool. about. We know that you're inspirational, that you can climb mountains and all of these good things. Go what team. do we have for 2017? I mean, we have people that come up with the craziest New Year's resolutions. We've got these oaks that are their bucket list and their goals and all of those good things. What, do you, what would you tell a human being on the 3rd of January just calm down, maybe. Well, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, I can tell you one thing. Don't. 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 You know what? People make it about the date, and it's you have one minor hiccup, and it's gone. Your resolutions usually lands up crumpled up in the bin right next to the packet of cigarettes. Um, make it about you. Don't make it about just because it's the date. You mentioned you want to be healthier. Yeah. Yes. And there's something inside of us that's driving us to go, well, I want to give up smoking and I want to do this and I want to change this and I want to change that. Mm. Take a minute and examine that and figure out why. Why do you need to change all of these things? Is it because everyone else is doing it? But if it's a, a genuine need, if you want to live healthier because you know it's going to affect every other aspect, your work, what you do with people, all of that, Brent, being healthier is going to be amazing. Then, like you said, make a plan. Don't... uh Go a wish and a prayer. You know, if you're planning on giving up smoking, mm. find a way to do it. Well, th this is this is what I somebody sent me a story, which I'm just busy editing. I didn't have time mm. this morning because uh, GoodThingsGuy.com has opened up an, their own section for opinion leaders to come Ooh. and write your own stuff and use my platform. To make yourself amazing. Fantastic. To tell your story. Yeah. I've got yeah. the, I've got the readership now, so it sort of works. You Brilliant. Know? Um. And they sent a story through, and it, it was basically written as, uh, on the 1st of January, I'm going to build a house. And I'm mm. going to build it all by myself. Um, plumbing's not that difficult. Come on, boo. Everything goes downhill eventually. Yes. And electrical can't be that hard. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not that difficult. And all of those other things are just so easy. I am going to build a house from scratch. 
crazy, okay. isn't it? It's lovely. Sounds absolutely absurd. And if you were sitting at a dinner party and you'd said that to someone, they would go, really? have you ever done plumbing? How much have you had to yeah. drink? I thought you were an accountant. Yeah. Not that easy. So basically that's how the whole article starts off and then it moves into, no, don't be silly. I'm not going to build a house. I'm going to get an architect and I'm going to get a planner. And I'm going to get a plumber and I'm going to get an electrician and I'm going to get all of those good things to help me get to where I need to be to finish a house. It's exactly the same for any New Year's resolution goal. Absolutely. Whether it is for your body to get a little bit fitter, you need someone to tell you broccoli and chicken is really good for you or not. Like Mm. what is the deal, right? Absolutely. We don't know everything and we're going to need some help along the way. Uh, My whole Everest thing, one of the things I tell people, when someone offers help, take it. Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, take that help. You can't do this on your own. Whether it's giving up smoking, learning Zulu, you're going to need to speak to someone. You can't do it on your own. Um, All of these things, as long as you're doing it for you and not just because it's the time of the year and because, oh, well, that's what good people do. They give up drinking and smoking. Totally. If you don't have a good reason, don't bother. Don't bother. Don't but if bother. you believe that you can make life better for yourself and those around you, then go for it. Absolutely. Go for it. Make it a genuine thing and, and stick to it. If you slide back a little bit, remember you're human. It's Don't okay. throw in the towel. It's okay. Just start again tomorrow. I must say, speaking about a plumber, uh, the plumber has just tweeted me, Darren Smithson, and he's just said Happy New Year to everybody on the show and everybody listening and, and also to our change agent who's going to be in here just now. Nice. Apparently they know each other. I'm going to ask them how that how that rolls. She built a house. She may have built oh. a house. <laughs> who, who knows? Um, I've got a little clip that, that went viral and I just need to make sure that I've got it prepped and ready. Um, and it just it speaks to everything that you're saying, Robs. So cool. it's a little four-year-old. Yes. I have a problem with New Year's resolutions, not because they often fail or because they're too difficult, and not because I'm bad at them either. I mean, I've only been in love for four new years. No, I have a problem with resolutions because people think that that. I'm going to post that online because it's so difficult to understand and because she's four. Yeah. So yeah. she like has a little bit of a, but anyway, she's four years old and she goes, um, I'm only four and I have such a huge problem with New Year's resolutions. I mean, come on. I don't yeah. even know how to ride a bicycle yet. How do you yeah. even, how do you even come up with New Year's resolutions? So here's my deal to you. Things don't happen in one big, great moment. She's four. Who has wisdom like that? She said, things don't happen in one big, great moment. You're not going to quit smoking. You're not going to do whatever in one big, great moment. It's thousands of little moments. Little steps. Little steps. And when you realize you can start to celebrate the little wins, those little wins, when you, uh, you know, I made it through, I made it through the first of January without eating a potato chip. Tomorrow, I can celebrate with one. Absolutely. Why not? Why yeah. not? I, I work with some people and, and use what I call mapping, milestone action planning. And imagine a map, like you've got a mountain, and uh, you've got an X where you're headed. And along the way, put little map pins. Because we live in a society where until you've succeeded, you've, you're a failure. Mm. Yeah. I want to run comrades. Well, have you run it yet? No. Success or failure? Failure, unfortunately. Yeah. So put little pins in along the way, as many as you need, whether it's 1K, 2K, 5K, 10K. Or if you're losing weight, every 500 grams, every little pin, have a little celebration. That's amazing. Taste that success. So, I, I mean, that's a good way to that also keep motivation. The, yeah. other, the other thing, and we were speaking about the, the gratitude jar mm. at the end of the year to yep. look back and go, shit, man, I had a great year. Like, it was yep. amazing because I can look back at all these things. As human beings, we tend to focus on the negative. 
So whatever that is, whatever, whatever's in our lives, the news, um, the home life, the business, the relationships, we tend to look back. And because the negative times in our lives are, in our lives are so hard on our hearts, we tend to focus on them. Absolutely. Whereas those good times and the good things are fleeting moments. And we don't give enough, ourselves enough credit for it. 100%. You go, yes, you did okay, but get back to work. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. So, so good things focusing. Um, one of the, the other things that you've taught me is not just about having goals and bucket lists, but also to have a fuck it list. A fuck it list. That's your. Can we say that on radio? We, this Fantastic. is unradio. You right can on. say whatever you want to, yeah. but, yes. but that's, I mean, you do talks absolutely. on it. It's something that you, that you build yeah. your life around. Um, what is it? Uh, well, when I've got nice people in the audiences, like, um, Lawyers and accountants, I call it a chuck it list. A chuck it oh, list. It's a list of all the okay. things you've got to get rid of that are, are getting in your way. Yes. You know, very often it's self-talk. Oh, I could never do that. I'm just. And you mm-hmm. choose choose whatever you want. Choose your mm-hmm. obstacle. Oh, I'm female. Oh, no, wait, I'm male. I'm pale, male. Um, I'm from a bad background. Oh, my parents were divorced when I was seven. Choose your excuse. Get rid of it. Uh, like I said, I got rid of the word can't when the doctor said you can't run. Mm. And uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun. It was hard and it hurt like hell, but uh, leave the limitations up to me, I think. And um, the things you've got to get rid of, maybe sometimes it's people. There's that mm-hmm. one friend that you hang up from the phone and it feels like you've just given birth to a bowling ball. <laughs> 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 Energy vampires. Uh, there's those people in your life that just drain. They don't add to your life. They take away. And guess what? You're allowed to get rid of them. Trim some dead wood off the family tree. Uh, yeah, chuck all of those things. Chuck the idea that you have to compare yourself to others. Chuck thinking that the Kardashians are role models. Chuck all of those things and make room for something better. There's a beautiful little story. I love to use it. My best friend John has a son, Nick, and he can't do anything without stuff. So whether we're going to eat or to go play outside, he needs to have at least three books under his arm, Eeyore under the other arm, a Tonka truck in one hand, and then Thomas the Tank Engine either under his chin or in his teeth. And then now we can go poo-poo. You know, and it's so amazing because then you offer him a block of chocolate, and you can almost see the little wheel. He can't. He can't. And he's holding on to everything. And he just—you could see the little in the back of his head going, "Fuck Uh, it," you know. And um, yeah, he's so busy holding on to what already exists here that he can't make room for anything better or bigger in the future. So yeah, that's that's a good example. He's he's getting better though. He's getting better. He's getting better. And I think there's a lot of adults that find themselves in the same position. We like to hang where. Where you, you don't actually see the baggage, but the baggage yeah. is there. Oh, it's there. It's there. So, yes. I mean, that's flipping good advice for 2017. Get rid of all the stuff. Chuck it. I'm not going to say the swear word again. Yeah, chuck it. it and, um, and, and open yourself up to better things within your life. Absolutely. Yeah. So exciting. What do we have planned for 2017 in your books? Your. Um, your. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, but, uh, it's hashtag big. your book is the first. Yes. You know, it yeah, kicks so off 2017. For sure. I'm on this bit of a thing. Um, hashtag flat out for 40. I turned 40 in one year and nine days time and um, flat out for 40. There's so much that I want to do. I plan if everything goes according to plan, I'm going to release this book in June. I'm going to climb highest mountain in North America oh my and greatness. then the highest mountain in Antarctica. In December, are you, are you doing um, the seven summits? I was going to say <gasps> two left. If everything goes according to plan, I land back in Johannesburg the day before my 40th birthday with the seven summits in hand. And by the time you're 40 yeah, and docs uh, has told you you'll never walk again. Yeah. Hey, yeah, they they don't know everything, hey? 
Mm-mm. Yeah, well, that's why they offer just physical practices. So they don't know me. Absolutely, leave the limitations up to yeah. me. Thanks. Amazing, but amazing, yeah, amazing. I mean, and it's just been such an amazing, amazing year. I've got speaking engagements all over the place. Um, yeah, offers to go church in the USA, which is really cool. And um, yeah, I mean, I've just come back from a cruise. We went to Italy and Spain, and I got to eat real Italian pasta in Naples, which was. Incredible! It was absolutely amazing. So, you, yeah. you know what? You, you're still the that bucketless guy. So it's, not, that guy. it's not going away because yeah. you just continuously tick it off, tick it off, tick absolutely. it off, and in in record time. But but I, I mean, I, I'll actually do the research. But I don't know many people that are under forty that have done the seven summits. That's why I look so old. I think. Mm. You do not look old. Lies, lies <laughs> and cheat, lies no. and cheat. Just like Brent is fat, you are not old. Yeah, thank you. I thank you. Thanks, Kate. You no, you really are not. You're like a little compliment monster. Look at yeah. you. We're going to take you wherever we go. Take <laughs> you wherever you go. Stay. You, you can be invited to my party as well. So Ryan Burt is there to save us. You're there to give compliments. You're there to inspire people. Whoop, whoop. This is a good party already Yay. as we see it. It's going to be awesome. See, it's um, about that circle and getting rid of the negatives. Robs, if people want to follow your journey, and I have been tweeting a little bit about you, and so is Wenchi. She's been amazing today wow. on social media for us. Um, what is what? What are your 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 websites? Your hashtags? My touch your, points. All of those. Can we have all of your touch points? You can have all of them. Um, my website is Robbie Speaks R O B B Y Speaks dot com. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Everest Rob. Facebook, I've got the Listed Livet page. Listed Livet. It's all about making lists and doing cool stuff. And um, yeah, that's probably the easiest ways to get hold of me. Yeah. It's that simple. We're going to post all of those up online so that you can get in touch with Robbie as well. And you know what? In 2017, I'd like to see more of you. Mm. So yes, even please. though you're jumping around and traveling and yeah. climbing things, and um, perhaps what we'll do at Cliff Central is put a climbing wall on the outside so we'll you do. can make your way into the studio <laughs> in your oh, favorite goodness. place. In your favorite place. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us on The Good Stuff. That's Robbie. Thank you. Um, we're going to put all of your stuff up online so that you can see it. Next up, we've got change agent Catherine. I'm very excited to speak to her. This this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. You're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. And um, we literally just spend the show speaking about good things, inspirational stories, meeting inspirational people. Today has been absolutely epic with a blockbuster two-hour show. Kerry, have you loved it? I'm loving it still, and we've we've got. I mean, we've got half an hour left. If you're a regular listener, you'll always hear Kerry moan at the end. At the end of our show, she's like, "Please, Auntie Rena, Uncle Gareth, <laughs> give us uh, some more time. We just want to have a little bit more time on air." I and can't believe it just goes poof and then it's gone. No, but now we have, and we've had a great show with great people. Yes. And when she's still in studio, she's tweeting up a storm like a machine. So if you guys want to get involved with the conversation, it is as simple as going to. Twitter and visiting cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindicu, Kerry Stain, Wenchi, I need your, your, um, cause I don't know it off by heart. It's Nocturnal Wenchi, right? At Nocturnal Wenshi. And we've also got Change Agent who's in studio with us right now. I want to do your introduction because it's big. It's yes, big. It is. I, I, I just said to, to Kath that, um, I forgot that I had a two hour show. Mm. So I think it was over the weekend or on Monday. I can't actually remember when, but I popped her a message and I said, listen, would you like to come into studio? Uh, it's all about good news. It's inspiration. We're going to be doing those great things. You would be perfect for it because to me, I'm really glad you did. You embody 
South Africa's goodness. Mm. You are a humanitarian, international climate and environmentalist activist, um, an entrepreneur, a Mandela Washington fellow alumni, I can call you. So I'd like to hear about that. Uh, Mail and Guardian Top 200 Young South African. We were the same year. That's where I met you. Uh, that was that was a good year. We got to meet. We got to meet um, a tutu fellow as well, and a director of a couple of different businesses. Because you you got your finger in all bars. Absolutely. Okay, Welcome wait. To the can good I stuff. say something? How does it feel to hear that when somebody reads it out? It's like branches. Ah, oh, it's because uh, I, I can I, hear. I mean, I can see your whole face just changed, and it's almost like what really. All that stuff. <laughs> That's weird. It's so strange because I do what I do. And when somebody sort of says those things and, you know, when somebody introduces me, yes. um, if I'm speaking somewhere, it's all, I almost like when I hide away, I feel shy. It's like uh, I do the things that I do. And it's strange that, um, you know, this world that we live in gives us titles and gives us yes. um, labels. Mm. And those are my labels. And I'm. I'm actually really I'm proud and honoured of them. I was just about to say, you can be okay with those labels. Yes. If they were, if you know, you could have, sure. they could have been worlds apart. Absolutely. Um, and, the, and the work that you do is mm, just incredible. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you. Um, I was just saying, I actually remember the first day we met. We went to um, that, for, the, for when you get chosen as a male and guardian mm. top 200 young South African in the year that we were chosen, because well, we're that alumni now, um, <laughs> we, we sat in a room and it was the longest day, but it was so uh, positive and empowering and inspirational. We sat in this lecture hall. Yeah. Um, Papi Malloy was the MC, mm-hmm. uh, and we had DJ Spoo there, and it was like a whole bunch of stuff happening. And um, and we were speaking about how to make South Africa and Africa better. It was a bunch of these young minds, two hundred of us, yeah, sure. um, that had come together to try and fix. South Africa. Mm. And it was just such a, a beautiful day. And that's the day I met you. It was a great day. And I think it's, it's moments like those and days like those where you're surrounded by people who are just unbelievable mm. that you truly feel so humbled and so grateful for the space that we occupy and the people that we get to meet through our journey. Man alive. You, they say you are who you hang with and I'll, I'll be happy like to that. hang with you. Yep. You can, you you can come to the party as well. <laughs> Okay, so 2016, we did, um, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff to go through. Miss Earth, the Mandela Washington Fellowship, where you went to Washington, uh, you got to learn uh, about helping Africa. That's that what it was all about. Um, climate change was a big part of your 2016. Yes. Morocco. Yes. Um, was also part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, it's Sudan more. Uh, Saharawi. Saharawi, yes. which we'll get into. Um, give us a brief snapshot of your 2016. You know, I can't believe 2016 was one of those years that the highs were exceptionally high and the lows were exceptionally low. Yeah. It was an unbelievable year where I really was so privileged to have been able to spend time in the US. So I got two summers last year. <laughs> I was really, it was great. <laughs> Hashtag chasing the sun. Um, exactly. The, 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 time in Washington. Yeah. What was that all about? You know, the time in the US, so I spent most of my time in, in Virginia and then went on to Washington. But the time there was really, it was, I spent nearly six and a half weeks, nearly seven weeks rather, with 24 young Africans from all parts of Africa. And we were so intensely involved with each other because we were, we slept in the same house. We, we traveled in the same vehicle, ate the same meals together for seven weeks. So we got to know each other so intensely. And the opportunity of going to the US was one where we got to learn about each other. It's, it's almost ironic that we have to go be taken to the other side of the world to 
get to learn about each other, but you, you learn to break the barriers that exist. And most of those barriers are only geographical once you start to talk to each other, once you start to understand the challenges that are faced by other people across the continent and also to see the perception of South Africa. For me, that was a very powerful thing to understand how other Africans see South Africa. How, how do they? What is the, and, what is the perception? Unfortunately, the perceptions are not positive. Mm. The perceptions are very negative. You know, we, we're a political joke. You know, we are the comedy central of Africa. And that was something that was constantly, you know, our, our political landscape allowed for so many moments throughout the time I was there to highlight that. People remember Oscar Pistorius and that oh, trial. Those are the things that people think of. Those are the people, the things that people remember. So to challenge that thinking and to challenge what South Africa is was a very important part of my journey and to actually encourage every fellow I met to come to South Africa. So far, we've had three um, of of the different countries who have come through over the last three months, which has been great. And I hope to host many of the others. Mm. But it's really important for us. I was on a track called civic leadership. How do we ensure that we're building leaders who are going to be the next generation of leaders who govern this continent? How do we ensure that we are a, a different thinking generation who understand that leadership must be passed down and it can't be something that we hold on to? Looking at the great challenges we have for our Africa, mm. how are we going to make sure that everything we do every single day is to build Africa and to move Africa forward? And for me, it was a life-changing experience and I certainly came home completely um, in a different mindset as to what needs to be done and the urgency of the challenges we face. I couldn't think of anybody better to have gone over there and have experienced that because you have those qualities already, right? You, and, and I, it's, I'm I'm not, I'm not (laughs) boosting your ego. It just is who you are. And, um, and for you to be in that position where you can learn, because we're constantly learning. It's life is about constant learning and to be able to bring that back to South Africa and then implement those changes wherever we can. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, uh, for the past couple of years, you were one of the, the, the first people to, to start Miss Earth mm. in, in South Africa as Miss Earth South Africa. You were, you were sort of positioning it in a space where you were controlling it and, and, and making it come alive where it didn't exist before. Um, but now you have this new found learning, which we can start to implement in 2017 in new ways, right? Absolutely. You're so right. When I started the Miss Earth, um, it's, it's nearly a, just more than a decade ago. Yeah. It was a lifetime ago. I was really, I was a young girl who had a, a vision and a dream and people would think and I was passion. really crazy. Absolutely. I have seen climate change happening. I've seen communities change and shift and move because of climate impacts, not only here across our country, mm. but across our continent. And the work that we've done, the impact that the Miss Earth ambassadors have in their very communities is phenomenal. And the impact that they have on the lives of people they will never meet is just something that you can't actually place a value on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you meet people, you'll be walking in a shopping center in the middle of a city you don't even don't even belong in and somebody will come up to you and say you know what I was in a room where you spoke 
eight years ago, and I do what I do today because of that talk and because of the work that that project you did at our school. So those kinds of things are important. So 2017 sees us working in in more countries across our continent, in Namibia, Zambia, Cote d'Ivoire, and Mozambique. And Miss Earth in those countries continues to build a network of young African women who have a vested interest in Africa and the environment. That is so so exciting. I've got to meet some of the Miss Earth contestants, and, and they've been on the show, and we've been able to speak to them quite often. Um, about the great work that they're doing mm. and and what is fantastic about the entire I'm not going to call it a pageant or a the, program what, the program <laughs> better word yes. I was going to say initiative the yes. initiative is that it's not a pageant no. it's not about the beauty no. the, the, all of that is a facet that comes into it but it is about the environment what you're doing for uh, Africa the world South Africa and how you're really changing people's mindsets to be more responsible with our earth this yes. is we only have one earth absolutely it's really about the responsibility that each young woman takes on. When they apply to be a part of Miss Earth, they're giving the, a, a year of their lives to impacting communities, but more importantly, to grow as a young person who really, some young women apply and don't really know a lot about the environment, but the opportunity to open their minds and grow and to see what they continue to do past Miss Earth, even if they don't win, that for me is, a, a, it's phenomenal. I get goosebumps every time I think of the impact they continue to have far beyond the Miss Earth program and when you link up with them years later you realize the impact that that program had and that time period of their lives impacted who they became and what they continue to do mm. and that and that for me is also just why it is it's, it's, it's a program because yes. and we spoke about alumni that is an alumni you become part of this True. sorority where yes. it's just people that really women um, who, who care about the environment who are raising that awareness within their own communities and continue doing it for years and years and years exactly and who they influence along the way exactly one of our alumni because i really mm. like that word um <laughs> continued she actually changed her course of study she went from a commerce degree she went on to study a law degree um, sure. that focused on environmental, environmental law. law she is now one of the head law environmental law lecturers at the university of pretoria <gasps> and every friends. single year she gets a new cohort of hundreds of students that she gets to influence she's one such and she was not a miss earth she was just a winner uh, sorry just a, an ambassador and she entered two three years she never won but that's what she continued to do <laughs> you get emails or or Facebook posts of young women who are now having their babies and how they're bringing up their children because they remember the impact Little on the environmental, environmental warriors. Exactly. And those are the important things. So your, I mean, your biggest driving factor and something that you are passionate about is climate change. And, and, and that's something that you fight for and, and try to bring awareness. What inspired that? I think it's, you know, if I have to go back, it was really an organic, it's not something I thought, you know, what, what, what do I love or what am I passionate about? It was really an organic journey to, to where I am today because. You saw, you saw there was a problem. I saw there was a problem, but I grew up in a home where I, I grew up with a family and I remember my youngest memories of, are of my sister and I in a garden with my dad, learning about the plants and the flowers and the trees, the learning about the soil. Yeah. And you know, when you grow up in a home like that, and that's the sort of mindset, um, you have an appreciation and you realize, and my, my dad almost gave us this responsibility that we have to look after the earth. Yes. And he used to tell us stories about the fairies that lived in the flowers. That's exactly. You know, and when, when that's the, the home you come from, you know, 
that sort of coupled with on weekends, we would spend our weekends at old age homes. We would spend our weekends playing bingo with people in communities. We'd spend our weekends um, making f- food on mass scale for mm. people. And that wasn't something we had to plan to do. It was the way we lived. And so I think those kinds of things sort of culminated in me continuing that. It was just that I then started um, a social enterprise to fund doing bigger things as I got a bit older. And when I hit sort of um, my high school career, I realized that this is what I wanted to be doing and I had to do it on a bigger scale. So I got school friends to come and do it with me. The passion for the environment started to grow when I realized that people were not taking climate change seriously. And I learned so much in my informative years by traveling and doing work across the country and, and staying in, in areas where people don't traditionally go and, you know, take mm. time out and go and live in, in rural areas yes. or township areas. But when I got to see what I've seen, I have a responsibility to do what I do for the greater good of the, the world. future. The world. Absolutely. And for generations that will still follow. So one of the most haunting things that I've ever seen um, doesn't even come from South Africa. We have got a lot of crime. We've got a lot of poverty. We've got a lot of um, environmental problems here, as does anywhere else. Sure. One of the worst and, and most heartbreaking things I've ever seen in my whole entire life, was the poverty in India. Mm. Um, in India, there are there are homeless uh, beggars that are on the side of the road, exactly like in South Africa where you drive past and they're looking for money or for food or yeah. for certain things. And in India, many, many of these homeless, um, the, the, the forgotten, it's the yeah. forgotten, uh, have no clothes. So they're begging naked mm. because, not because of any other reason that they don't even have money for clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of the most haunting things to see the other side of the world Absolutely. and to see how people are living. And you've done that. You've lived in different parts of Africa and seen the worst of the worst when it comes to poverty, when it comes to climate change. The difference is you're fighting to change it. You're doing something to change it, right? Absolutely. We, uh, we, we posted something on Good Things Guy that you wrote last year had to do with a conference that had moved to Morocco that you were saying, I'm not going to support it. Absolutely. That was the, the 2016 UN climate conference, the COP22. And the reason I was not going to be supporting it, well, is firstly because Morocco claims to has many claims from an energy perspective and claim to be this really big leading country, not only on the continent, but globally when it comes to renewable energy and climate change. However, they mask what they're doing in the Western Sahara and an illegal occupation of 75 Sorry, 45 years. Since 1975, they've illegally occupied the Western Sahara and they have oppressed the people, um, the Sahrawi people who are living in refugee camps. And those refugee camps are um, on the border in Algeria. And these people live in inhumane conditions. It is unacceptable that in 2016, we are still seeing people who are being... um, being oppressed oppressed Oppressed. and destroyed by humanity and the humanity um, lacks within the Moroccan uh, thinking. If you speak to a Moroccan, they will tell you there is no such thing as the Western Sahara. And the Western Sahara, um, in fact, last month, now about two, three weeks ago, the European Union um, Court of Justice announced and and finalized that Morocco is not um, in control of the Western Sahara and any trade agreements between the EU and Morocco must not include any anything that is happening within the Western Sahara. Produce, for example, cannot be grown in the Western Sahara and 
be sold by Morocco into the EU um, economy because, because they're, they've they're, they're literally stealing from already the poor. They're absolutely, stealing from the poor to give to the rich. It's the wrong way to do Robin Hood. Yep. Like it's the you know. And absolutely. I'm just thankful that there are human beings. I mean, you are not from Sahara. You've got no reason to even uh, worry about them, and yet you've gone bigger picture. It's the future of Africa. It's the future of the world. They're human. They are, they are brothers and sisters, and you're fighting for their rights, which I just absolutely adore. Thank you. You know, we have to start thinking about humanity differently. We can't be saying, oh, well, why are you working and supporting them when, you know, we have our own challenges here. Absolutely. But these are people that found me, and this is a story that found me, and I'm compelled to continue to fight for them. And in 2017, I hope to continue seeing great strides in their fight for freedom and, and justice and self-determination but we have to make sure that we unlock the atrocities that are happening across the continent we can never move Africa forward as an economically viable vibrant continent that it can be if we do not push and make sure that we we unlock the human atrocities that are happening only uh, to benefit the few we rise by lifting others it's as it's as simple as that and it's it's the reality we yeah. rise by lifting others one of the things that I've always said growing up and, and through my life is is we don't get to choose before before we're born. We we don't get a checklist from the universe or from whoever going. Cool. What what color would you like to be? Exactly. What uh, what race would you like oh, to be? So true. What continent would you like to be born yeah. on? Little soul. Where would you like to go? We don't get to choose. Mm. So we could have very easily have been born in those conditions mm. without planning. And we're all human. We're all experiencing this human experience. And most of all. We're made with love. So mm. if we just love each other and, and build each other up, again, Africa will rise together, which is absolutely is where we want to be. And we have to start thinking of ourselves without the labels we put um, being race, um, religion, you know, the, the, the darkness that the world is going through at the moment has to come to an end and will take good people who stand against the, the norm and stand up to say that these are the wrongs of the world and these things must stop. So we, while that is happening, we have to try to support and we have to try to build the human beings that are, are, are suffering and the human beings that have been left behind. And the Sahrawi people are certainly the forgotten yes, people of Africa. Really are. What, what are your big plans for 2017? Cause you got, I mean, we got Miss Earth, um, which is, is kind of being run by Ella Bella, right? She's, oh, Ella's been amazing. So Ella is, <laughs> uh, you know, sort of, I actually, she's actually now the director. She's, she's really taken control. <laughs> she's unbelievable and she's allowed me the freedom to, to do the work that I've done. Um, with the, the work in the refugee camps, the work across Africa and going to the U.S. for such a long period of time. So she's been amazing. She'll continue to, to spearhead the Miss Earth programs, both here and, and in other countries and Generation Earth and those programs in schools. Um, and another big plan for me and the, the one thing that I'm really hoping to put successfully together is doing a documentary on the Western Sahara. And that for me is a big sort of when 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 I think of what needs to be done, we have to. We have to share their story. I can't wait for that. And actually. we have to tell their story. And the one thing that people are are just wired to is visualization. And if people see, see something, absolutely, there's something very powerful in that. And I don't think their story has been told um, in a, an impactful way that has allowed for this to break open. I, and I it's, could, it's time. I could almost say, and, and I could put money on it, that – Pushing it out, 90% of South Africans have got no clue. 
They, they don't. They know. really don't. Absolutely. I think if you push that to ninety-seven percent, would yes. be quite accurate. Because yeah. it's, and they are neighbours. They they're yes. part of our continent. It's, Absolutely. You know. We. I was embarrassed when I found out about the situation. I was I embarrassed that I had no idea because we think we're quite, you know, well, well uh, educated, worldly in in the things that we know, but we don't know what we don't know. And so, a documentary on the Sahrawi people is something that I hope to to successfully put together in twenty seventeen. And I hope to be able to share their story not only with South Africans but with people around the world because we need to make sure that people around the world start putting pressure on Morocco, stop traveling to Morocco as a travel destination. We need to understand that there's a black curtain and behind that black curtain that no one travels to, there's a, an atrocity that yes. will raise your skin and will make your heart bleed if you understand what is actually happening can, on a daily I, basis. I can feel I the pain. Like you've I seen it, you've well. been there. Um, and, and, you know, we'll support you in any way. So anything that we could do to, to whatever, whether it's tweeting or getting people on board. I'll carry your bags. So we'll try whatever we, we can. Um, with regards, I mean, we brought it up in the beginning, changing the international concept of what South Africa's perspective is like. Yes. What are we going to do this year to, to be mm-hmm. a little bit different? Well, look. This year is going to be one interesting year when we have a look at um, how our politics play out. I think it's going to be a very important year for South Africa from a political perspective. And I think that it is important for us as individuals when we travel abroad, when we're speaking at conferences, even here in South Africa, we have to hold our South African flag high and with pride, with great pride. We have to share the positives about South Africa. Shows such as yours are so critical to our everyday lives because South Africa Africans need to be inspired by South Africans. We need to understand that everything we need is right here. We are going through a period of time where we're under, you know, unfortunate, um, broken leadership, Mm. but that leadership will change. But we need to make sure that we push forward and we don't allow for a gap in that building of our country. Um, because we can all point and point fingers at, mm-hmm. at a broken leadership. What are we doing in our individual spaces to make sure that the, the pride of South Africa is shown through everything we do on a daily basis? The small actions we take, the posts that we put out Definitely. on social media, those reach people in the furthest corners of the world. What are you doing to put South Africa first? And I think that's important. So, so with, uh, with regards to, to the show, and thank you for saying that, because mm. I absolutely, I, I, it is. I, I this, fell into my lap and it was something that just happened and it's become part of my existence now. Yes. And because of this and, and then good things guy, um, my perspective has changed. Mm. My, my own perspective. I get to see inspirational, amazing things happening in South Africa every day. And people. It, it literally gets fed to me. People are sending me stories, sending me things, sending me content and it's changed the way that I see the world. And I'll tell you about a year ago, I'm a white South African. Mm. So, so my parents come from England and, and sort of, and I'm talking forefathers, great, great grandfathers. I'm like third generation South African. And a lot of, um, the people that, I, that were around me all have a plan B. They all have this plan B in their back pocket. Oh, so everybody. when, when, st- no, not everybody. And, and this is where I'm going with this. So when it goes bad, I'm going to Australia, March. Yeah. I'm like moving to Australia. Well, I'm moving to England or I'm moving here. About a year ago, I threw away my plan B. Yeah. 
Good. I do not have a no. plan B. My plan A, B, C, D it's, is South yeah. Africa. And I will fight every day to make South Africa a better country. Mm. My passion is to share good news. I want to be, and that's my drive. I want to be the biggest good news website in South Africa. We want to be someone else's plan B. Why? <laughs> Why? Because South Africa really do have inspirational, yes. amazing stories of incredible people doing the simplest things, which are just phenomenal every day. And you're one of those people. Yes. Oh, one, you. one million percent. You, you, Carry the South African flag high every moment so that you're proud. awake. And it's probably when you're sleeping as well. You dream about it as well. <laughs> but you really do. And, and there's a lot of people who look up to you and there's a lot of mm. people who follow you and there's a lot of people that get inspired by you. So the things that you're doing, um, are, are huge changes in South Africa. And I look forward to growing with you in 2017. Yes. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. Thank you so much. And I must tell you, when I'm sitting, um, you know, under the stars in the middle of the Sahara Desert, it actually happened two months ago when I was there. I was so, so drained by the things that I had seen and the, the sort of that week that I had had in the desert. And I, I had to go back and I had to, you have to remember why you're doing what you're doing. And when the little children run up to you and they pull your hair and they want to wake you up at four o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> Because they so, they so taken by you only because you're so different. Mm. You remember why you do what you do and you look back at the people at home that inspire me. I often go back to your website and look for those stories. I go to your Twitter timeline to find that inspiration because we have to surround ourselves with people who are positive, who do have that energy. And it's something that you said, we have to continue to develop ourselves and who we are. And positive energy has to be a huge part of that. And for me, self-development, if you can't continue to grow, you don't need tomorrow. And we Mm. have to remember that. We have to find ways and put time in our diaries and make it a ritual to develop who you are because you can only do so much um, and then you have to fill that glass. So yeah. you have to continue being inspired and enriched by people around you. And that's exactly, you. that has to be your recharge because Absolutely. you're giving so much, you need to, you need to recharge. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's, and the, the other side of that, and I'll, I'll sort of end it here, is it's great and yes, um, don't ever shut off from the reality either. Mm. Yeah. So, so as well as uh, getting all the inspiration and the positivity, I read the news every morning. Mm, I'm yes. not, I'm not rose colored glasses. And <laughs> I know what's going on in the world. I just choose to broadcast the better. Mm. I choose to, to use my social media, um, to, empower people to inspire people instead the of the ones dr- that don't know them. that they can yes yeah. exactly yeah exactly it's been absolutely phenomenal kath i i feel like you know, you should come here every week. Oh, yes. be careful. I might be here in this chair every week. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and what a great way to start the year. If Thank anybody you. wants to follow your stories and perhaps get involved with your documentaries or anything that you're busy doing for 2017, where do they go? What do they do? So when I started social media, my name was too long. So you'll find me at Change Agent SA on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, Change Agent SA, all one word. And on Facebook, you can find my page under my name, Catherine Constantinides. Constantinides, I said it wrong at the beginning of the show. Um, 2017 is going to be the year that I learn how to, ass- and <laughs> how to pronounce, how to pronounce everybody's names, names and surnames. <laughs> I've become like lacking in that department. Oh, don't um, worry. it's been incredible. That's Catherine on, st- in studio with us, just, uh, sharing inspiration and good stories. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Man alive. It's, you tune into the good stuff. We spent a full hour just doing two hours Achoo. doing good things, inspirational stories, all that good news. Um, 
We need to stay motivated. Yes. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. I posted this on New Year's um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Yes. And I just feel that maybe it is uh, relevant to say it now. It's dark because you are trying too hard. Lightly, child, lightly. Learn to do everything lightly. Yes, feel lightly, even though you're feeling deeply. Just lightly let things happen and lightly cope with them. Lightly, lightly. It's the best advice ever given to me. Nothing ponderous or pretentious or emphatic. No rhetoric. No self-conscious persona putting on its celebrated imitation. So throw away your baggage and go forward. There are quicksands all about you, sucking at your feet, trying to suck you down into fear and self-pity and despair. That's why you must walk ever so lightly, lightly, my darling, into 2017, ever so lightly. I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, That's the good stuff for this week. Um, tune in every week. Beautiful. We're here every Tuesday. Yes. We're on usually from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. It might be a little bit longer in 2017. We're not too sure. We're going to ask Auntie Rena and Uncle Gareth if we can do two Nicely more hours. every time. Nicely every time. It's been amazing. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Cliffcentral.com.